Today on Hope Lives 365, Pastor Mark Finley stresses the importance of where we set our focus, either on our storms or on Jesus. The disciples saw the storm. Jesus saw them. Their eyes were fixed upon the waves. Jesus' eyes were fixed upon them. To the disciples, everything seemed out of control. But in the midst of the storms of life, Jesus was still in control. Are you going through some storm? You wonder where he is. You cannot see him, but he sees you. When things seem to be going to pieces, stirring up feelings of uncertainty and anxiety, there is one firm thought that can calm that inner storm when that comes. And that is Jesus knows. He cares. He is right there with you. And when Jesus said that he would never leave you or forsake you, he meant it. Today on Hope Lives 365, Pastor Mark Finley explains why focusing on the storms around us blind us to the reality of his great peace and hope for each one of us. More on that next on Hope Lives 365. Welcome back to Hope Lives 365 with Pastor Mark Finley. To learn more about our ministry and the resources available, go to the website hopelives365.com. Again, hopelives365.com. Our teacher is Mark Findlay, a pastor and international speaker. He served as host of the long-running telecast It Is Written and is president of Hope Lives 365, a ministry that Mark hopes will be a shining light of truth and hope when things look dark. Uh, So whatever you're dealing with today, remember first, you're not alone. And believe it or not, something good can come through those tough spots that you're in. Perhaps right now, God has promised it. Today, we'll hear how God uses the difficult times to teach us to trust Him and to receive peace in His presence, even when the storm is raging around us. And uh, if we don't learn the lesson, God might double down on the problems we experience in order to get his point across. With more on that, here's Pastor Mark. Every one of us in our lives sometime are going to pass through stormy waters. We are not yet standing on the sea of glass. We are on storm-tossed seas. And at times the waves are high, and the winds are fierce, and the night is dark. Now, we don't know when the storm is going to come, and we don't know the intensity of the storm, how strong it's going to be. Neither do we know how long the storm is going to last. But we know this, the storm is on its way. Now, that need not grip us with fear. That need not frighten or terrify us. Although the storm is on its way, we know the master of the wind and the waves. Now, there's a wonderful story in the Gospel of Matthew that encourages us when we face stormy waters. And I invite you to take your Bibles and turn to Matthew, the 14th chapter. Matthew, chapter 14, verses 22 to 23. As we look at this passage, it's helpful to understand the background of the passage. Jesus has preached all day, and you find that in the earlier parts of Matthew chapter 14. And as Jesus has preached all day, the hungry multitude cries out for food. The disciples urge Jesus to dismiss the crowd, 
so they can go and get something to eat. Jesus takes five loaves and two fishes and multiplies them and feeds the 5,000. At this point, Jesus is at the pinnacle of his popularity. The crowd wants to make him king. The crowd is urged on by the disciples who want a position of prominence in the new kingdom. Jesus recognizes that if he gives the crowd their wishes, there will be revolution in Palestine. There will be bloodshed and death. And so to prevent the crowd from rioting, to push for him to be king, Jesus quietly and commandingly dismisses the crowd. The disciples linger. The scripture in Matthew chapter 14, verse 22, says this, and if you have your Bible, and I hope you do, and here in Matthew chapter 14, verse 22, it says, immediately Jesus made his disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side. So Jesus gives an immediate command. Now we get a little nuance on this from John 6, because in John 6, verse 15, John's gospel indicates that although Jesus gave an immediate command, the disciples did not obey immediately. John 6 and verse 15. The scripture says, Therefore, when Jesus perceived that they were about to come and take him by force to make him king. So you see what's going on here. Jesus just multiplied the loaves and the fishes. The disciples urged the crowd on. They say anybody that can work miracles like that can lead us against the Roman armies. Even if some of our soldiers are wounded, Jesus can heal them. Even if we need food, Jesus can multiply loaves and fishes. He is our king. So Jesus perceives that. He departs to a mountain by himself alone. Now, verse 16 is interesting. When evening came, his disciples went down to the sea. So when you look at Matthew 14, it says Jesus immediately told them to go. That was the end of the afternoon, about four o'clock or so. The sun had not set. The disciples lingered there. They did not immediately obey Christ's command. And during the time they were lingering, the storm on the Sea of Galilee was building. Had they gone immediately and obeyed Christ, they would have avoided the storm. When Jesus impresses your heart to do something, do that thing for Christ. Because delay can be deadly. When in your prayer life you're praying and you're seeking God and the Lord impresses you to take a step in faith, whatever that step is, listen to the voice of God. Be sensitive to the voice of the Spirit. Ellen White comments on this passage and says this, The disciples had not put off immediately from land as Jesus directed them. They waited for a time, hoping that he would come back. They wanted him to reconsider becoming king. I continue. They had left Jesus with dissatisfied hearts. They were more impatient with him than ever before. They murmured because they had not been permitted to proclaim him king. They blamed themselves for yielding so readily to his command. They thought that Jesus, if they would have tried to persuade him more would have allowed them to accomplish their purpose. Now, their hesitancy to do what Christ said immediately, their delay, 
put them in a position where they would be right in the center of the storm. They're murmuring, they're complaining, their unbelief, their failure to see the miracle before their eyes of the breaking of the bread. All of that led them into a storm where they would learn deeper lessons of faith. Had the disciples grasped the promises of God and saw him as Messiah and by faith launched out, as he said, they would have not had to face the greater storm. God loves you so much that if you fail to learn the lessons of faith in the storms you are going through now, in his gracious mercy and goodness, he will allow you to go through greater storms in the future to teach you the lessons of faith that you fail to learn now. I want to learn the lessons of faith that Jesus is teaching me now. Don't you? I want to be a good student in the school of the living Christ. Pastor Mark Findlay talking about the example of the disciples who had to learn the hard way about the importance of not lingering but obeying God immediately. The point for all of us, of course, is certain. When in our prayer life God has impressed on our hearts something he wants us to do, we should listen. Well, coming up on Hope Lives 365, Pastor Mark has insights about hearing God's voice and obeying the Spirit and stepping out in faith, and we'll hear that in just a moment. You know, it's an honor for us to bring you this broadcast, and we invite you to join us and become a regular partner, a financial partner at Hope Lives 365. If you'd like to hear today's message, remember it's titled Getting Through Life's Toughest Times. You can listen to that online, or you can download an audio file at a nominal fee. Just go to the radio archives at the website, hopelives365.com. Again, hopelives365.com. You know, all of us go through troubling times, uh, some to a greater or lesser degree than others, and it can cause us to question our ability to stand firm in our faith. Uh, We might even need to look back to the believers who were imprisoned or tortured, harmed, and killed even for refusing to deny their faith in Christ. Well, how did those martyrs have that faith? Pastor Mark's written about it in his book, Unshakable Faith. We want you to have a copy. It'll help you learn how to stand fast in the worst of times. It's co-written by Stephen R. Mosley. These inspiring stories reveal the rock-solid faith of persecuted Christians like Wycliffe and Wesley, Tyndale, and Luther. Request your copy, Unshakable Faith. It's yours in return for your gift of any amount to Hope Lives 365. You can order it by calling 855 855- Triple Eight Hope. That's eight five five eight 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 four six seven three, or order online at hopelives three sixty five dot com. Okay, don't go away. Mark is returning with his compelling message, sharing that God knows full well the dangers we face when we fail to heed His direction for us. While they waited, a storm was brewing on a dark, wind stripped, wind swept sea that would test their faith to the limit. Delay at Christ's command places us in vulnerability to greater temptations. Stay with us for that on Hope Lives 365. And we're back with more of Hope Lives 365. Pastor Mark Findlay is uh, providing a hint of what the Lord Jesus Christ was thinking about while spending time alone in prayer. 
before his startling walk on the stormy seas. His focus, as we'll hear, was on making his lesson clear to his disciples the same thing that he wants for us as followers of him today. Here's Pastor Mark. Now notice what the Bible says about Jesus, Matthew chapter 14, verse 23. The disciples delay. The disciples hesitate. The disciples have their own preconceived ideas of their future. Matthew 14, verse 23. When he had sent the multitudes away, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. And when evening had come, he was alone there. What was Jesus praying about? What was on his heart? What was in his mind that night? Jesus was praying for his disciples. His disciples were impatient. His disciples were misinformed. They longed for Christ to establish an earthly kingdom. They desired position. They desired prominence. They desired prestige. That's what the disciples wanted. They failed to understand that before honor comes humility. Before the throne comes the cross. Before sainthood comes servanthood. Before we ever walk through the gates of glory, the living Christ must walk through the gates of our hearts. The struggle for power, the struggle for prestige, the struggle for position is not merely a struggle that took place 2,000 years ago. It takes place in families. It takes place in businesses. It even takes place in the church, and it takes place in church board meetings. But Jesus leads us to servanthood. Jesus leads us to humility. Jesus leads us to reach out in compassion, to serve, not to seek position, not to seek prestige. They delayed in following Christ's command, hoping he would return and reconsider his refusal to become king. While they waited, a storm was brewing on a dark, windswept sea that would test their faith to the limit. Delay at Christ's command, I repeat, places us in vulnerability to greater temptations. When we know what Christ wants us to do and fail to do it because of our own preconceived ideas and personal desires, it's extremely dangerous. They were on the sea. Jesus was on the mountain. Notice Matthew chapter 14, verse 24. Jesus is alone on the mountain. He's praying for them. His disciples are on the stormy sea. When you and I go through stormy seas, the incredible good news is that Jesus is praying for us. We are on his lips. We are in his mind. We're on his heart. The sea may be stormy, but the one who is the commander of wind and sea and rain has us on his heart has us in his mind. He's praying for us. Matthew chapter 14, verse 24. Notice, the boat was now in the middle of the sea, tossed by waves, for the wind was contrary. Now in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them walking on the sea. What time is the fourth watch of the night? The Jews had divided the night into four watches. Sunset in Palestine was at 6 o'clock. So from 6 to 9 at night is the first watch. 9 to 12 at night is the second watch. 12 to 3 is the third watch. 3 to 6 is the fourth watch. So it's the fourth watch of the night. It's someplace between 
3 o'clock in the morning and 6 o'clock in the morning, more likely about 4 o'clock in the morning. It's the darkest part of the night. The wind whips the waves into fury. The boat is being tossed upon the sea. Now, it's very fascinating. If they set sail in the evening at about 6 o'clock, and if this is about 4 o'clock in the morning, how many hours on the sea had they been traveling and toiling? About 9 or 10 hours. How far had they traveled on the sea in that 9 or 10 hours? Well, take your Bible and turn back to John 6, because we don't have to guess. The Bible tells us, and this becomes a very significant point. Now, notice John, the sixth chapter, and we're looking there at verse 19. So when they had rowed about three or four miles, they saw Jesus walking on the sea and drawing near the boat. So they had rowed about three or four miles. The Sea of Galilee is about three to four miles across. Typically, you could cross the Sea of Galilee in rowing that distance in no more than two and at most three hours. So as they're going out on the sea, they've been on the sea now nine or ten hours on a journey that should have taken them two or three hours. The wind has blown them further south. And so in the wind, they're struggling. They could have made it across shortly, but the wind blows them south. They're no longer closer to the destination when they started. They're weary. They're tired. They're exhausted. They felt they could battle no longer. Now, there are times in life, and you say, I'm so tired, I'm so exhausted, I can't fight any longer. That's the way the disciples felt. But here is the incredible good news. Although they were out of sight of land, they were not out of sight of Jesus. Although they could not see him, he could see them. Where was Jesus during this time? What was he doing during their intense struggle? He was praying for them. He was asking the Father to increase their strength, to give them courage to go on. Jesus knew what they did not know. Jesus knew the cross was coming. Jesus knew that the nails were coming through his hands. Jesus knew the crown of thorns was coming upon his head, that the Romans would crucify him. He knew the fear that would seize the disciples' heart. Jesus knew that a much greater storm was coming, so he allowed them to go through that storm. Jesus was preparing them for the storm in the future. Is there a storm coming in the future in our generation that is relentless in its fury? Could it be that Jesus lets us go through trials of faith today to strengthen the muscles of our faith, to prepare us for the storm that is coming in the future? I read in a book called Reflecting Christ, page 311, A storm is coming relentless in its fury. Are we prepared to meet it? We need not say the perils of the last days are soon to come upon us. Already they have come. We need now the sword of the Lord to cut to very soul and marrow of fleshly lusts of appetites and passions. So sometimes God allows us to go through storms today. Sometimes the winds blow. Sometimes the rains fall to prepare us for the greater storms that are coming tomorrow. The disciples saw the storm. Jesus saw them. Their eyes were fixed upon the waves. Jesus' eyes were fixed upon them. 
to the disciples, everything seemed out of control. But in the midst of the storms of life, Jesus was still in control. Are you going through some storm? He has not forsaken you. In heaven's sanctuary, he's praying for you. You cannot see him, but he sees you. Pastor Mark Finley on Hope Lives 365, encouraging us with the realization that in the middle of those storms, God always sees us, even when we cannot see him. When you think there is no way out, God's peace is always available to calm us and to protect us. You're listening to Hope Lives 365. Pastor Mark is returning in just a moment. Uh, Let me first remind you about that book that he's written called Unshakable Faith. Uh, Mark shares how God's Word served to strengthen the resolve of Christian martyrs, how they modeled God's undiminished love for them by, in turn, loving their enemies. Pastor Mark's book, Unshakable Faith, is yours in return for your donation of any size to this ministry. You can give your gift at the website or by calling us. Go to hopelives365.com or call to order that book, 855-888-HOPE. That's 855-888-HOPE. And you know, we'd love to hear your feedback to these lessons. Write us and let us know today. Send that letter along with your donation to Hope Lives 365, Post Office Box 118, Haymarket, Virginia, 20168. Faith leads us out of the boat. Faith leads us to walk on stormy seas with Jesus. Peter did not allow his fears at this point to overwhelm his faith. Pastor Mark will close out today's program next on Hope Lives 365. And we're back with Hope Lives 365 to wrap up today's lesson. Uh, Pastor Mark Finley has shared that we're never out of the sight of Jesus, who knows us better than we know ourselves. He knows our weaknesses, and he wants us to trust him, to give us his great strength and his peace uh, whenever we face those furious storms of life. Once more, here's Mark Finley. What is faith? Faith is trusting the one who allowed the storm to come, that he is going to take your hand and get you through that storm. See, fear is an emotion. Faith is an attitude of trust. And focus is a choice to place your confidence in the one whom you cannot see, the Lord Jesus Christ, who's going to get you through your storm. Now, in the midst of the storm, in the raging waves, Peter cries out, Matthew 14, verse 28, Lord, verse 28, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. And he said, come. He said, come. Peter did not allow his fears at this point to overwhelm his faith. So we'd lose focus. Faith leads us out of the boat. Faith leads us to walk on stormy seas with Jesus. Faith leads us to face the winds and the rains with our eyes fixed on the master of the wind and the Lord of heaven and earth. Faith overcomes the obstacles. Faith enables us to walk on the stormy seas. Have you ever noticed the many times in the Bible that Jesus says, come? Matthew 11, you remember Jesus says, come unto me, all you that do what? Are burdened and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Jesus says in John 6 and verse 37, 
Him that cometh to me, I'll in no wise cast out. There in the stormy waters of the Galilee, Jesus says to Peter, come. Christ invites us to come to him. Pastor Mark Finley with that final word of hope for us on today's Hope Lives 365. Remember that you can reach us at any time and have additional biblical resources at your fingertips at the website hopelives365.com. Again, hopelives365.com. Well, we're out of time again. Join us next time as Pastor Mark points out how we, like the disciples, can fear the unknown, which can lead us to play the what-if game out of our anxiety. But when that happens, choose to trust in the one who has allowed the storm to come in the first place and wants to take you by the hand and lead you through it. That's next time on Hope Lives 365.